The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. And TheGorillaPosition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by TheGorillaPosition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network, presented by the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when you use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. And in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice needs for your vape by using promo code JK Podcast. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TB Talk Pod. Listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Castbox, and all those other podcatchers. As always, I am Carl Carafel. I'm Big Joe. And welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk. All right, Carl, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling, and we have quite a bit to talk about, some interesting topics, and one that sticks out right at the beginning that we want to talk about is dealing with Sasha Banks in the WWE, and the the word on the street, so to speak, is that she wants out of WWE. Yeah, it's very weird how this has all really come about. Uh, from what I understand, at WrestleMania, the Iconics were not supposed to originally be the new women's tag team champions. It was supposed to stay on Sasha Banks and Bailey. Yep. Last minute change in the back before the show went on had the Iconics going over and winning that match. To the disdain of Sasha Banks and a little bit by Bailey as well, from what I have been hearing. Mm-hmm. But coming out of this, Sasha Banks apparently asked for her release from the WWE in regards to this situation. Yeah, and I completely understand both sides of the coin here. I, I can get the frustration and the things not going your way and all that. Totally get it. At the same time, you're working for a company and you're essentially an employee. And when your employer tells you to do something, you do said thing. The employer is paying you <clears throat> to go out there and lose those belts. That's that's all there is to it. Yep. The employer is paying you to go out there and do a job. That is what you have to do. Now, 100%, I get it as well. I really do. I fully understand the frustrations coming out of that. I would be frustrated too. I really would be. Especially, you just put these belts on us. We're now bringing some prestige to these, and then you want us to drop them at WrestleMania? Mm -hmm. That would leave a sour taste in my mouth as well. But... How many title changes did we see happen at WrestleMania? And how many other people from that have asked for their release? 
they're the only ones that uh, she's specifically the only one that I, that I've heard of, at least. You know. Now it looks as though she might have changed her tune a little bit in this situation within the last day or so. Uh, we have actually seen her put a post out onto Instagram of her and Bailey essentially hugging and showing respect to mm-hmm. the Iconics who were holding those tag team championship belts. And she simply just had a caption of like women's evolution or <laughs> something like that, uh, something along those lines. So it almost seems as though it's a back paddle happening here now. And she's like, whoa, I jumped the gun. Now I need to, you know, make up for this. Yeah, and we know whether there's any legitimacy to this or whatsoever. You know, of course, we live in the age of social media. There's even the the word out there that she unfollowed WWE on social media and then followed AEW. So whether there's any legitimacy to that whatsoever, who knows? You know, at the same time, too, with this, I get, I get the frustration after that moment. But this is probably literally, at least for Sasha Banks, probably the first kind of down moment in her storyline or in her kayfabe um, kind of career. I mean, she's had some great moments with, with Bailey and NXT, you know, all the women's titles that she won since being on the main roster. This is probably literally one of the first moments that really hasn't gone away for right away for her character, or at least according to her. And already she's like, well, I'm done. I really after 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 one little thing like that to me that's just you almost you almost get that feeling that she feels entitled. That, that's the imp- that's the impression I get. <clears throat> yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you. It does seem as though she feels entitled that you know, and and maybe maybe it's WWE's fault because they gave her all of this stuff in NXT and brought her up to the main roster. Hell, they even had her cousin Snoop Doggy Dog yeah. come out and sing her or wrap her down to the ring yep. at WrestleMania. Not this one, but past WrestleMania. Yep. And so, like, they, they've kind of put her up onto this pedestal of, you are the top of the top, mm-hmm. and I can kind of understand where she would get the idea that she's entitled, because she's the top of the top, right? Same time, you can't win them all. No. It's impossible. Even... even even Goldberg ended up losing. Even Asuka ended up losing after that big long streak that she had. At some point, there's going to be some little bumps in the road, but you can't fly off the handle every time that that happens. You know. Think of how the Undertaker would have now, looked had he flown off the handle after Brock Lesnar beat him, beat his WrestleMania streak. See, I, I feel that that's the only exception in professional wrestling was the Undertaker streak should have remained unbroken. I agree with you there. That's a totally different topic. Totally different. I 100% agree <laughs> with you there. All right, so going from that to we have a bit of a, a bit of a, I guess you could call this kind of the, the funny topic, the, the 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 oddball, the black sheep in the, the list of topics that we had to talk about. We have Strangely enough, there always seems to be weird stuff that happens in Florida. Um, you look on social media, there's the Florida Man page of all kinds of weird stuff that we can't talk about on this podcast due to the content. But we have a Florida school student who tried to RKO his principal and was very quickly arrested afterwards. Did you see the video on this? I did not see the video. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I did kind of see articles about it, mm-hmm. but I have not. I didn't even know that there was. Had I known that there was video, yeah. I think I would have gone to watch it because that just sounds <sighs> legit. Yeah. 
Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> era type stuff. See, now the key word in uh, the statement here is that the student tried to. He attempted to. All that ended up happening, if you get a chance to watch the video, is he went to go do the motion, and that was it. And that's what all the hubbub, all, all the hysterics have been going over this. That's all that happened. He literally just went for the motion, principal grabbed him, and then the kid was uh, was, was moved aside. That's all that happened. And then chaos ensued after, right? Everybody's up in arms. Oh, this kid tried to arcade with his principal. No, he, he barely even, he just made the motion. And everybody's, really? everybody's getting all uh, up in a bunch about this. Wow. <clears throat> wow. So. That's, that, yeah. It's, so so now you you've obviously taken a look at this article. Mm-hmm. Um, was it like the principal that called the cops and was like, "Hey, this kid just tried to do this to him"? That I'm not aware of. I don't know that. Okay, so yeah. the so you you do clearly see that just the principal kind of moved the kid aside and and whatever, right? It wasn't any yep. big deal, whatever kind yep. of thing. But the snowflakes out there are making this a big deal. Yes, yep. And that's where all of this is coming from. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. I mean, it, it, this was almost borderline edging on me. Not even wanting to bring it up as a topic because I was, as I was looking into this, I thought there was going to be a little bit more to this, or that he would have actually maybe done it or got a little bit done a little bit more. But very little happened, and yeah, I, I didn't really get what all the fuss was about, and and what for the kid to get arrested for that, a little heavy handed in my opinion. And that's really too bad because I was really hoping you said that you know the you know, attempted an RKO and, and whatever. Yep. I was really hoping that this video would have shown the kid, like, get right up there in the air, try to do this <laughs> nope. RKO. The nope. principal just stepped back and the kid fall flat on his back or something. No. Nope. Right? Like, that would have made it even more hilarious. But, yeah, this just seems very, eh, slow news day kind mm. of talk right see now if the principal would have been cool he would have just kind of shoved them off and then uh maybe have done the uh the attitude adjustment or something maybe if the principal was a wrestling fan maybe maybe if they or if they had a little bit of a sense of humor they wouldn't have flown off the handle dealing with that situation yeah so that is that topic and uh i don't i don't think there's gonna be more to come with this but if something comes up we uh we might mention it but likely not so going from that to some interesting stuff with AEW. It's been a little while since we talked about them. We mentioned recently that things have gone fairly quiet and below the radar with AEW. But we're hearing some stuff here. And I, I wouldn't technically call it an announcement. because We don't know exactly the exact position or what, what this is going to be. But we know that Turner, more, uh, Time Warner, TBS or TNT, is going to be the possible television spot for AEW. It's going to be one of the Turner yeah. Networks. <clears throat> yeah, and the, the only reason why we know this right now is because it can't come out that the um, Turner Broadcasting System <clears throat> or TNT, TBS, uh, the Warner Media Group, whatever you want to call this right now, they are actually putting feelers out there. They went almost to to like like kind of a, like a convention almost where you take your product and you try to show it to advertisers mm-hmm. so that advertisers will then want to advertise on your show. Yep. So that's essentially what's happened here. They've taken the AEW name. They probably took a couple of the stars with them, I would assume, just to talk to these other advertising agencies and trying to now make a collective group of advertisers to run during television shows. 
-hmm. So with this, we know that, yes, it's probably going to be on a Warner network, whether it is uh, TNT, whether it's TBS, we, we still don't know as of yet. We know that there is going to be a television show because they are looking for advertisers mm-hmm. for the shows. And just recently heard that there is an expected release or launch date of October. The same time that SmackDown mm-hmm. moves over to Fox is the same time that all elite wrestling is to be put onto television on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, it's looking more and more like we, we have been speculating all these months leading up to this. Is AEW going to kind of just do their own thing and forge their own path? It seems like it's going to be definitely for a good portion. It's going to be mainly that, but they're also seemingly wanting to go head head to head right with the big boys Tuesday night, right up against SmackDown on a Turner network. This feels like, which I could be a Monday night war. It looks like it's going to be a Tuesday night war this time. But when when SmackDown moves to Fox, yep. we're supposed to be getting it on Fridays, hmm. okay. not on Tuesdays from what I'm understanding. Okay, that could change. So they, apparently, All Elite Wrestling and the powers that be within there mm-hmm. decided on Tuesday because SmackDown was moving from Tuesdays to Fridays, okay. thus allowing... N- for them to come into that spot because there's no professional wrestling happening on a Tuesday night. Monday night, we've got Raw. Mm -hmm. Tuesday night, we'll have All Elite Wrestling. Wednesdays, we will have NXT and NXT UK. Thursdays, usually we have Impact and sometimes Ring of Honor as well. Mm -hmm. Fridays, we will have SmackDown. And then Saturdays are kind of just a free day to re-show all of the programming. I'm going to be really curious to see the numbers. And luckily we have somebody who's a, who's in, kind of in the know and, and is very good with stats, Michael Jargo, host of Hitting the Marks. Uh, I'm going to be really curious because he's you know he's going to be looking those numbers up. I, I want to really know what the ratings are going to be like for that first Monday Night Raw that's going to take place right before what's likely to be called. I believe it's Tuesday Night Dynamite will likely be the uh, the name that they'll, they'll go with that. And yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see, like I said, what the numbers are for Raw and then what the numbers for that first episode of AEW are going to be. It's going to be very, very interesting. And you guarantee we'll be talking about it. Oh, yeah, definitely we will be. I mean, October can't come quick enough for this. Uh, this is going to be yet another exciting time when yep. it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Uh, but like I said, to my understanding, SmackDown is moving to Fridays, so that's going to give us an entire week of programming for professional wrestling to watch. Now it'll be interesting to see what All Elite Wrestling or AEW decides to do on Tuesdays whether it be a one or two hour show mm-hmm. and how they can roll with it after a raw question for you, Carl. And, uh, I'm kind of curious to see if I can figure this out too. Do, do we think that they're going to go with the, the original, what was TNA impact at the time of just always filming in the same location, say like down in Florida where all, all this is kind of headquartered or are they going to be kind of touring around week to week? You figure. 
I, I, I'm going to say they stay in Florida, for, at least for the time being. Um, yeah, I, I think so as well. I think that that's probably going to be the best bet for them is mm-hmm. to just kind of stay in one central location right now. Definitely go out and do some tours around yeah. and do filming. Mm-hmm. Film at these because then you can use that for another episode. That also begs the question, do you air live or do you pre-record? I think that it's all going to be pre-recorded. I think that that's the best. For right now, it will all be pre-recorded. Because honestly, I think that that's still one of the things that kind of hampers WWE live all the time. I think actually sometimes works against them, to be perfectly honest with you. I think it definitely can. I really don't. I I don't know how. And I don't know how you're seeing that it dampers. But I think it could be a damper. Mm -hmm. How, How are you figuring that it's a damper? Um, I think that when you, once you record it, I think you're more in control of the, of the content later. Like say if something happens that you, you know, don't necessarily want it to be shown or if some, there's hiccups in production, then you can kind of fix that later for when you actually put it out. I think for these guys, I think the, the right approach is to, to put them in the can and then fine tune them, you know, and then, you know, as things grow, then maybe then you can look at going live. Gotcha. All right, so going from that to back to WWE here, I saw something really interesting that caught my eye. And WWE, on their corporate site, put up a job post looking for somebody to help manage storyline continuity, which, of course, we have been talking about and a lot of our shows have been talking about. And I have the the actual job posting here and the list of the key responsibilities for said person. They will be called the continuity script supervisor. Their main key responsibilities will be to maintain and oversee the weekly continuity documents for Raw and SmackDown Live. In charge of proofreading all drafts of Raw and SmackDown Live and pay-per-view scripts each week. We'll ensure all major stories, graphics, and transitions are being brought forward for all shows and nothing is being overlooked. Create, set, and communicate weekly checklists for all shows to keep lead writers on track and make sure they are bringing all stories forward. Responsible for bringing all shows up to date on all the creative and of all the other related shows. And to serve as a liaison between Raw and SmackDown to ensure continuity between those two shows. And to also work closely with the head of the Department of VPs and the lead writers to make sure that things are being done properly. Carl... Shouldn't somebody have already been doing this? <clears throat> somebody probably was already <laughs> doing this and left the company. <laughs> or just wasn't doing it right? Could, could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally that's why you see a job posting come out is is it's normally not for a brand new position, but mm-hmm. for a position that somebody has either been let go from or has stepped down from. Yeah. Right? So I'm sure that this is something that was already being done before. Um I'm curious. Who was doing it? I don't know. Yeah. But that's a lot of work. That's a lot of responsibility. And yeah. I can guarantee you Vince was uh, probably one of the ones doing quite a bit of that. You know, obviously probably still, um, you know, Triple H and Stephanie as well. I think maybe they're trying to maybe delegate the work off to, to somebody else as well. That's a possibility. Um, I, I don't think so, though. I mean, everything goes through. Vince, obviously, you know, final mm-hmm. say, whatever, right? But I don't think that it was necessarily all of them doing it and now them creating a new position for it. 
I think it, I, yeah. I honestly think that somebody was already doing it and not doing it well, <laughs> and either either not doing it well or they just stepped down from the position. I mean, we don't know who this person was. We no. don't know if they were sick. We don't know if they were, you know, up there in age, retirement age. We do, we don't know, right? Without knowing who that person was, we really can't speak too much to that. But yeah. I I honestly think that it was already a position that's always been there, and somebody you know either future endeavored or yeah stepped down from from the position. Maybe they weren't happy with what they were trying to bring forward it's possible too, right. And everyone like higher ups and whatever, just shooting it down, shooting it down, shooting it down, shooting it down all the time. And they finally just said, you know, I like, then I can't do this. I'm stepping down. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it's something that, you know, we've been quite vocal about and we've talked about quite a bit is uh, the continuity with the storylines being one of the main things uh, that, uh, that we don't like about the current WWE product. So if they can bring in somebody, to uh, to do this and to do it well, it would definitely help out. I think because, it, like I said, this is something they've been clearly having issues with. Uh, having said that, who do you think would who is a good fit for this job? I think it's got to be somebody you know that's been in there, been in the ring. You know, it's got to be somebody along those lines. I, I think bring somebody maybe that uh, you definitely don't want to bring somebody like an outsider the business because i think then you just make things worse <clears throat> yeah it definitely would i mean you gotta kind of think back to the times when wwe hired soap opera writers right and things just kind of uh-huh. went to a huge kerfuffle uh-huh. let's say during that time right but yeah definitely it needs to be somebody that is uh, part of the business has been in the business for a long time and can understand you know how to bring these storylines together and keep them flowing. If I had to pick a name from the current people that they have on the payroll, uh, my short list of two people would be either former Turnbuckle Talk guest Jeff Jarrett or recently part of the company Abyss. I think if you may pick one of those two guys, I think that you'd have something there. Those, I mean, both. Both of those are names that I would have said as well. Um, Abyss, definitely. Mm-hmm. But the guy, although he has not really worked for the WWE in a large capacity, the guy has a mind for the business and he mm-hmm. really understands how to do things and get, get things done. Um, yeah, I mean, like, he, he definitely would be my pick to step into that role. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if they're even looking inside the company. Because I would hope so. This is a... This is a, a post that's been put out there mm-hmm. globally yeah. to anyone and everyone, right? Very true. So Very true. If, if they were looking inside, I think that they would not have posted. They just would have moved positions, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, so, yeah, that kind of concerns me and worries me that, you know, this is something that's been put out there for everyone and the masses to see. Yeah. as opposed to just keeping it internal and hiring from within. Yeah, because we've seen historically with WWE when they bring in some of these people from the outside of the business and, you know, they come in with a really good reputation, but they end up not knowing anything about the business. Very famously, Mike Adamley. 
you could potentially run to another scenario like that. You know, you know, he was he was a, a great personality. But when you bring in somebody that doesn't have a knowledge of the actual business of professional wrestling, you just you run the risk that it's gonna just be bad for pure yeah. and simple. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. So fingers crossed, they bring in somebody that knows what they're doing and that it will improve things because it's sorely needed over there. And speaking of which, the Raw and SmackDown brand split has been a thing for a while now. I think that given the landscape of how things are when we come when it comes to you know your big super megastars and the lack thereof, I think the days of keeping these brands split talent wise has got to come to an end soon. We're stretching ourselves a little thin. I think we just need to go back to just everybody being on Raw or SmackDown because it's already starting to happen now, anyways. It kind of is. I don't know that I want to see everybody all on every show again, because then we're going to have the situation where it's only going to be, you know, the same eight people that they're showcasing every week on both shows. That's a first day. Right? So I, I, I would prefer that we keep a split, but champions are on both shows. Mm-hmm. So we, we amalgamate the belts, except for the U.S. and the Intercontinental. But take the Universal and the World. Yeah. Amalgamate those. Mm-hmm. One belt. Take the Raw Women's and the SmackDown Women's. Combine amalgamate yep. one belt. Take the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Amalgamate yeah, absolutely. one belt. Yep. One set of champions. And they work both shows. That is where you get your big payout because you are now showcased on both shows, essentially getting a double paycheck because you're working this show and then working the next show. And I think we could slowly start to see that happening because if we are going to have Raw Live on Mondays, Mm -hmm. SmackDown Live on Fridays, that will give enough time in between shows for guys to have enough of a rest being the undisputed champions. Yeah, because it's honestly kind of turned into almost a everybody has a title type of thing because there's just there's so many and a good portion of them just don't feel like they're anything special anymore. You know, especially, especially that U.S. title and very unfortunately that Intercontinental title for the most part as well. You know, those two especially have really suffered. And, of course, the tag team division, which is just on the main roster, it's just in shambles at this point still. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's unfortunate, but eh, yeah. it's, uh, it's it's part it part part of the I don't know part of the uh, mindset in society of today. They want everyone to be a champion. They want everybody to have a belt. They want everybody to be the top of the top, yeah. right? And uh, unfortunately, you Doesn't can't nope. be that, right? Like you can't have you know the top six teams all be the Stanley cup champions. You can't have the top six teams all be the super bowl champions, mm-hmm. right? Like there's one, yeah, one champion every year. Right. And, and I know that that might be a little bit of a, you know, a, a, a different play on things, but not everybody can hold a belt. Yeah. It's, it's almost a philosophy that uh, that almost sounds very kind of Canadian. And where I'm going with that is if you have ever watched 
the CFL, Canadian Football League, if you attempt a field goal during a CFL game and if you miss, you still get a point. It's called a rouge. You get a point for trying. Um, so, you know, this deal of everybody kind of having a title, just it, it's, it, it just it doesn't make those titles feel special. And I think we need to, you know, condense them down again, fewer titles, and it, it, they'll just they'll feel a lot more significant. Uh, I think is really what we're getting at here. Yeah, I definitely, I'm, I'm in full agreement with that. Yes, it would bring a little bit more mm. prestige and notoriety back to the championship titles that mm. are uh, there within the company. Mm-hmm. Like, it definitely will. That's, that's what's needed. We need to have champions, yep. but not everybody as a champion. Nope. We need to have that elite top class. I remember the days when there was only the winged eagle, mm-hmm. the intercontinental, and the tag belts. Yep, pretty and much. And a it. women's championship. Yep. That four belts. That's all there was. Mm-hmm. Right, and it worked because it was the tag belts. You were a tag team. You were the best tag team that there is. Yep. Not you're the WWE tag team champions. But over here, yeah. no, you were the best of the best. The best of the best, yeah. The Intercontinental Champion was the best, making his way to being the best. Absolutely. The IC belt was always that little stepping stone yep. to, right, to the Winged Eagle, to the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Absolutely. And it made things so much nicer because it was, it was prestige mm-hmm. coming out of it. Right now, it's like eh, anybody and everybody is a champ. Like you had mentioned with the the U.S. and the Intercontinental Tail, they, they were very much for you know when we started watching for the, the good portion of our time watching wrestling. Like you said, it was really mu- very much that that stepping stone to the world title. Where it's, you know, we will give you this and we'll see what you can do to see if you're good enough to make that that next kind of step. Whereas now it seems like. Some people just bypass it and they go to the world title, and then they step, and then they go back to the, then they go to the inter, being the intercontinental, and then it feels like it's a step down, whereas it should be perceived as more. Okay, no, this is a stepping stone to something bigger, but the way that they do it, it devalues it because it's because then you have them being a world champion first, and then they become an intercontinental champion, and you get the perception that it's a step down, which it shouldn't be. It's like I said, it's a step upwards. And that's what's supposed to be. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. You're right. Supposed to be. As for the the tag team titles, I would really like to see, and you may be in disagreement with me on this, you know, we have NXT, we have NXT UK, you know, possibly more of these countries becoming involved. I think that they need to branch a little bit more with that too because there's a lack of tag teams in WWE, you know, in that main roster. I think they need to mix that up a little bit. Yeah, you can have some very interesting matchups there too. I think you could have really interesting matchups with the talent that you already have on those brands. Yeah, that's a true. That's 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 a fair point. If you if you amalgamate and bring everything to the one champion, mm-hmm. and they work both shows, then think of how many more tag teams that opens up for mm-hmm. the champions to work with. Yep. Right. Like I mean, it's not just the same three tag teams that are working every Monday mm-hmm. because that's all that they have. Well, now you've expanded. You've got three tag teams over here. You've got four tag teams over there. Now you've got seven different teams for your champions to take on. Yeah. Good, very good. Very good point. 
All right, so going from that, Carl, to uh, is kind of, I guess possibly kind of ties into what we talked about earlier here. We had uh, Road Dog resigning or stepping down as the the head of uh, I guess the head writer of SmackDown. Is he done, or is it did he just get kind of get repositioned? Um, David Finley, or mm-hmm. Fit Finley. Yes. Sorry. Right. What happened with Fit? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. He's stepped down from his position. He stepped down as well. Road Dog has moved into his position. Okay. That's yeah. essentially all it is. Everyone was making this big, big commotion about it. Oh, yeah. he's stepping down as head writer and blah, blah, blah. No, he's he's taking a sidestep. Mm-hmm. And he's just moved into Fitz's position yeah. with the company. So I was right? really curious looking into this of how much tied into because we know when uh, DX got into the, the Hall of Fame which we didn't really kind of really get to really fully discuss here we even had uh, you know we had a lot of interesting things happen in that speech we had Triple H referred directly to AW as that pissant company um, you know we had you know lots of name calling with uh, with Vince McMahon which I reportedly he was very not impressed with you know, so I was wondering if any Road Dogs involvement possibly in this, if that had to do anything with this, or who knows? No, not at no. all. Because that that was a that was a weird um, the DX getting to the Hall of Fame as cool as that was them getting in that speech that they did the the, the whole little thing there it it felt strange to me. I don't know if you felt the same way. No, I didn't find it strange or feel it strange at all. I yeah. felt it as um, just DX being DX. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, yeah, it was just them channeling their inner twenty-something yeah. and pulling out all of the DX shenanigans. That was really all it was. It was just uh, mm-hmm. time for them to be able to step back and reminisce a little bit and go forward after that, right? And I mean, it was it wasn't. I I enjoyed it. I yeah. really did. I saw it. I enjoyed it. Do you it wasn't th- too bad. What, what's your take on Trips referring to AEW as that pissant company? Do you think he had to? Do you think that that was just something he kind of threw in there? Do you, for me, I, I think mentioning them, I think maybe wasn't the greatest idea. But I'm sure that there's some ulterior motive there, given uh, knowing who he is. Definitely, there is. I mean, I don't think that it was. Uh, it was. People are reading it too much into anything this. Anything that was there to be malicious. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Right. You got your friend that's going to be going over and working with that company. Yes. You're not going to, you know, make bad blood no. because, you know, by you making bad blood, that's only going to affect your, your friend that's now yeah. working over in that company. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just a simple, small little jab. And uh, <laughs> who good, cares if it yeah. was good or bad? Yeah. Controversy creates cash, says Eric Bischoff. Right, very, very true. and going from this now, people are talking about that pissant company, <laughs> yeah. all of the wrestling, yep. even more mm-hmm. because it was said and mentioned on the WWE Hall of Fame by Triple H. Right, that just brings a little bit more notoriety yeah. to the company. I think having Billy Gunn over in AEW in the position that he's going to be in, I think is fantastic. I think he's going to be great in that spot. There was an interview, I, I can't remember who it was, I saw on YouTube somewhere, and, and he was being asked about it. Uh, you can tell that he's going to be a really good fit there, and he's going to be instrumental in helping put on some good uh, some good shows. And 
you know, he's going to be in a production role mainly from what I'm hearing. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing uh, what, uh, what they can put together there. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure that there is great stuff that they can put together there. Um, yeah, I mean, like, that's 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 what this entire business is about. It's about trying to do better than the other company mm-hmm. and make a name for yourself while putting out an amazing product that the fans want to see. If your company is doing amazing, mm-hmm. it's because of the fans. The fans want to see that. They're going to make it amazing. Yep. Right? Which, I mean, I have to say, with the exception of kind of the WWE, they, they've gone about and done things in such a way over the last, you know, 40 years that they've really made a staple name for themselves, and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. It, the fans could boo them till the cows come home, and it doesn't matter because yep. if the North American fans are like, whatever, we don't care anymore and not showing up, they'll go somewhere else. Yeah. And they'll do shows there. Right, and they'll make their money, and they'll do whatever yeah. they need to do. They'll keep their popularity no matter what. Yeah. But to have a company like Ring of Honor or like Impact or All Elite Wrestling or even On the Rise MLW, yes, these companies here, right, like uh, Ignite Wrestling, even as well. Our friend Kim Ertlip mm-hmm. running Ignite Wrestling. Um, Miss Kim is the only one Kim, in that yeah. area <laughs> yeah. that runs shows. Mm-hmm. So your fans are the ones that make you. You you become big. It's because of your fans. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day too, you know, once AEW gets underway, uh, I personally don't see Raw and SmackDown being affected that much. Why? Because it's targeting a completely different audience. They're not targeting the sports entertainment audience. They're targeting the professional wrestling audience that watches Ring of Honor, that watches NWA, that watches NXT. You know, we might see some bit of an impact with the the NXT show because because of that possibly, but but yeah, it's it's going after a completely different crowd. So at the end of the day, I don't see Raw and SmackDown being affected all that much, to be perfectly honest with you. No, I really don't either. I really don't either. All right, Carl. Well, let's... You know what? Before we before we leave, I think yes. I have to correct myself here. Okay. Um not fit Finley. We were talking about Road Dog and, and how yep. he's, he's he's you know not in that position of head writer anymore and is kind of moving and transitioning over. Um, Thinking now, I think I'm wrong when I say fit. Okay. And I think I'm, I'm talking Arn Anderson. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. Yes. Yep. So road dog, there's talks of him transitioning into Arn Anderson's role. Yeah. Not fit Finley. So I apologize to everyone that's listening. Um, I was incorrect, and I stand by saying I'm incorrect. It's Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. What what a fast exit he had of the company for somebody with the, you know, the respect and the prestige that Arn had. Man, they they, they got him on their toot sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still uh, um, thinking about that one. All right, Carl, we're going to take a brief break here, and we're going to come back with our showstopper segment, and we are going to discuss dream matchups. So we'll be right back. Ah! 
What's up, Turnbuckle Talk listeners? This is Jargo from the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, as well as HTM Sports right here on the HTM Podcast Network. Listen, you love Joe and Carl, then chances are you'll love Rick and I as well. We talk a lot of Ring of Honor, New Japan, MLW, AEW, NXT, WWE, you name it, we've got you covered. So hit that subscribe button and make sure that you catch the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, the weekly flagship, right here on the HTM Podcast Network at hittingthemarks.com. What's up, guys? This is the standard Dusty Gold coming from you from Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm with Joe and Carl for Turnbuckle Talk. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys, and we have made it to our show stopper segment. Yeah. All right, Carl, before we get to this discussion now, it was a bit of an interesting uh, way that we came about coming up with this topic because I'm sitting actually on a break of my day job thicken up uh, ideas and come up with this idea. And as it turns out, we both had the same idea without even telling each other what it was. <laughs> yeah, this is something that's been running through my head for quite a while. <laughs> and I mean, it was something that I was going to bring up the next time that we talked, mm-hmm. but you just kind of brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it became our showstopper segment. And what it is, is we're going to give our pick for a dream matchup that we would like to see that just right now, you know, really wouldn't be possible because, you know, they're working, these wrestlers are working in different promotions. So the matchups just can't happen. So these, these are dream matchups that we would like to see at some point, you know, if situations and companies and stuff were to change. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Sure. I'll go first. All right. What is Carl Carafel's dream matchup scenario? Mine is, is not a singles competition, but mine is a tag team competition. I would love to see the Usos mm-hmm. versus the Briscoes. Ooh. We got the Usos in the WWE as the uh, tag team champions yeah. many times over. And then we have got the Briscoes in ring of honor wrestling who have really led the scene when it comes to tag team wrestling in ring of honor so that is my pick i would love to see twin brothers versus twin brothers or brothers versus brothers in any type of setting i think would be amazing something like a wrestlecon or a Mm -hmm. wrestlecade or, you know, hmm. one of those types of things where it's kind of a neutral territory, I think would be amazing. And just that they have very similar styles when it comes to their wrestling abilities mm-hmm. that I think it would make for such a great match. You really wouldn't need <clears throat> these two guys or these four guys to really have to sit down and really talk about things at all. You could have them just go out there, talk it out in the ring. And they could put on a phenomenal match. Yeah, absolutely. You know, say what you will about the Usos. I mean, they are still, you know, yeah, have they, have they been kind of misused in, in the WWE? Yeah, you can make that, that argument, but that 
still, they are still one of the most talented tag teams in the world of professional wrestling. Um, if you really, really watch their matches, yeah, they haven't really gotten a fair shake. I, I, would, I would think that's a fair statement, but th- they're fantastic. And the, the burst goes, I mean, and then you, you, you just you have the that dynamic of brothers versus brothers, like you said, and you can do so much with that, and it could be really interesting. I, I definitely dig that matchup. That's a good one. Nice. For me, I am going to go with singles wrestlers on this one. I My dream matchup scenario that can happen right now, but maybe someday it could happen, would be Roman Reigns versus Tomatonga. Wow. Yes. That is one that has been talked about before. There was mm-hmm. even a little bit of a feud over Twitter that was happening for that. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already have a built-in story there. You have guys that um, are almost even close to being related. They're, you know, it's you, you have arguably actually similar styles with the two guys. You know, just with Tama turned up a little bit higher and a little bit more uncensored. Uh, maybe more than a little bit, but uh, you have the potentials of a, of a really, really good matchup there. Maybe someday. Who knows? You never say never in the world of professional wrestling. Yep. And yeah, like that's, who knows? I mean, whether we get that in a WWE ring or we get that after Roman Reigns leaves the WWE, either way, that would be a smashing matchup. Do you have, out of curiosity, like a second pick? Because I have one that I was almost actually going to pick as my first one. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead and, and tell us what that is. My runner-up pick would be Tetsuya Naito from New Japan Pro Wrestling versus Velveteen Dream. Okay. That would be a really interesting scenario. You have two very charismatic guys, very, very talented. Yeah. To me, that just, I think that that would be an excellent matchup. You, you have some similarities there a little bit. They're both very, very charismatic, very capable in the ring. That's To me, that's that's what you need. They can make it work. They, they could. Definitely they could. And, I mean, there's, there's so many of them out there, yep. like dream match uh, scenarios that could happen, right? Like Shawn Michaels versus uh, anybody really mm-hmm. right um you get like johnny gargano versus uh let's say um marty Skrull, mm-hmm. right or you take uh velveteen dream and let's say velveteen dream and brian pillman jr or roosh put roosh in there yeah. with velveteen dream yeah right like so many different combinations of things let me throw this one out you want to see two guys destroy each other. Minoru Suzuki versus Walter. Mm. <laughs> I would pay money to see that. Fala Ba versus Beer City Bruiser. That's another good one. That's another two good one. big guys just throwing palms. I think would be amazing. Tessa Blanchard versus Charlotte Flair on the women's side. That would that- be very interesting. You have a legacy there you could play off of. You do. You do. I, 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 for, for somebody for Charlotte, though, I was thinking a little bit more like uh, Madison Rain. That could be good, uh, too. Right. Madison Rain is the queen, the queen bee when it mm-hmm. comes to impact. And you've got the queen, Charlotte Flair. 
who's the true queen? Yeah. There you go. Built-in storyline. So we we had more in a few picks, but uh, but yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, that for me that, that Roman Reigns versus Tomatonga match. Now whether there can be some kind of greater partnership with New Japan Wrestling at some point, possibly. Um, you know that depends on what their future with ROH could be. Which after Madison Square Garden, you know things are a little bit rocky there still again, and there's always been some kind of tensions there. So who knows? Uh, someday we might see that, but. Usos versus the Briscoes, that would also be kick-ass, for lack of a better term. I think so. All right, Carl. Those are some good picks. So before we wrap up the episode here this week, we got to make sure and mention our sponsors again here before we go. Definitely. We've got two sponsors. First, HypeCityVapors.com. If you were a vapor like myself, go and check out HypeCityVapors.com where you can get 15% off all your e-juice needs and use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout for that discount. As well, we are the first collar and elbow brand sponsored podcast. I am currently sporting the collar and elbow hat, as always. And I am currently wearing the collar and elbow brand Heather Gray logo t-shirt. One of my favorites from them. They just put out a new drop of merchandise for both men and women's apparel. Go and check them out, collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. Get 10% off your entire order. If you cannot remember collarandelbowbrand.com, check out our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, by searching at TB Talk Pod, and the link is available on all of our social media sites. Awesome. And of course, to listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, you can find us on Google Play Music, you can find us on iTunes, Castbox, all those other podcatchers out there. We show up on a lot of those. And of course, we are powered by the GorillaPosition.com. We are a proud part of the Roar Network. And of course, the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network. Happy to be over there as well. So we're, we're all over the place, Carl. You can't miss us. Wherever you find us, you see that Bullet Club-inspired logo. When you, you look up Termuckle Top, we, we, we stand out. That's Click on right. there and make sure and subscribe. All right, Carl, that wraps up for this week. We'll see you guys on the next one. See you real soon. Independent contractors in the professional wrestling industry, if you're looking for a way to put the power of the media in your own hands, contact Pinned LLC. Pinned LLC is media and marketing for the professional wrestling industry. It's your one-stop, one-click online profile and so much more. With Pinned, you'll receive a full background story, photo gallery, an interview conducted with you, links to all your social media and where you can be booked, and yes, a 60-second custom television commercial all about you. Get more info today. Email pin.biz at gmail.com. That's pin.biz at gmail.com. Or click the icon at thegorillaposition.com to get more info about Pin. Remember, get connected, get booked, get pinned. Thanks for tuning in to Turnbuckle Talk. This is Vinny DaVinci here with Joel and Carl. All your wrestling information and news coming right at you live here on the podcast.